Hey, what's up? Welcome to Textual Healing. I'm your host, Mallory Smart, and on today's episode, we have Austin Davis. Austin is a poet and activist who studied creative writing at ASU. Writing for the majority of his life, most of his work centers around mental health issues, substance abuse, and finding a way out of the darkness. In this episode, we'll be discussing his new poetry book called Lotus and the Apocalypse. It imagines the last day on Earth. The main character, Lotus, is scrambling to figure out the meaning of life before it's too late, a feeling we can all relate to. But don't worry, this episode is not focused only on sadness and world problems. Austin and I talk about his favorite musicians, a cover band he might have been in, and if you listen long enough, you'll get to hear him recite some really fun pop songs in slam poetry style. I hope you enjoy the show. Well, how is the day going so far? My day is like so much less impactful than your day. <laughs> That's like, not true. <laughs> you know what? You know, grocery shopping and watching Troy, it is, that is true. <laughs> uh, yeah, today's supposed to be my day off, actually. <laughs> so you should be watching Troy. I should, definitely. 100%. May, may, maybe later this afternoon. I'm definitely taking a nap. Um, oh, later I today. Definitely yeah. would be. Where are you right now? Uh, I'm in Arizona. See, it's too early for you. Go to bed. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I've been up. My first uh, meeting was at 8 today, so I've been up since like 6, 6.30, something like that. Oh, dear God. Seriously. I know. I, I have a, a theory, well, not a theory, but just a philosophy that being a human shouldn't start till 11 a.m., um, but I break my philosophy every day, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. I am totally, like, hot from Stranger Things. Morning is for coffee and contemplation. Exactly. It should be for coffee. I have a cup of coffee in my hand right now. I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen the new season. Are you, so are you totally caught up? Yes. Yes, I am. And I recommend the new season, but it is dark if you're... Yeah. If you're one of those people who's not into dark shit, then maybe not for you. Yeah, I don't. I mean, most things like most media that I consume and most things that I write are pretty dark. So, you know, I I think I'll be all right. But you know, the the reason I didn't watch the last bit is because like I I was using uh, someone's Netflix and I don't have the password. It was my aunt's. Yeah, my aunt's Netflix. So I need to get my aunt's password again. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta get that. See, my favorite thing with Netflix, and by favorite, I mean most hated thing, is my future sister-in-law. She shares Netflix with us, but she's traveling. She's doing like the whole nomad life right now, and she keeps logging in everywhere she goes, and then I just like have like, say right now, like there's a Korean thing going on, and I had to like change passwords again, and just... (laughs) Yeah, she's just, like, logging in on so many other people's, like, TVs. I just have to be like, bitch, log out. Log out before you leave. Yeah, because it doesn't log out for you. So the next person, there's probably so many people with your Netflix now. (laughs) I know. And, like, you see, like, all the different languages that they've changed it to. And I'm just like, (laughs) oh, god damn. You're like, come on. I just want to watch Stranger Things. (laughs) Like, I, I keep asking my fiancé, like, it's his sister. I'm just like, can we just change the password and not even tell her? Right. Like, <laughs> She's going to get to her next spot. She's going to be so so confused or disappointed. <laughs> I know. I was going to be like, come on, no, live life to the fullest. Like you're always yeah. saying, stop watching Netflix. You don't, you don't need Netflix, no. <laughs> you're, you're out there. Netflix is, Netflix is for us here not doing things. <laughs> I don't know. It's be like, you're in Norway. Enjoy. Don't, don't go on Netflix. <laughs> Live That's your own point. TV show. Right. <laughs> Create your own story out there. Yeah, have your own main character moment. <laughs> oh, I, I, I say this totally with envy. I wish I was out there doing the crazy nomad shit. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've, I've dreamed of that as well. Like, I, I have a minivan, and there have been many times where I've been like, all right, I'm going to take my minivan and just fucking get out of here. <laughs> I say with a minivan, you're like perfectly equipped for something like that. 
has been like the only car I've ever had. <laughs> I've had two minivans now in my, my life. At the age of 22, between 16 and 22, just two different minivans. Yeah. It works well for the outreach, though. It's, good, uh, it's a good outreach vehicle. I'm, I'm the soccer mom. Yeah, I'm the soccer mom of the streets, I guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I so love that. Yeah. Okay, soccer mom. How about you give us a quick introduction of who you are, you know, for the people who are crazy enough to not know already? So, yeah, my name's Austin Davis, and I'm a 22-year-old poet and activist here in Arizona, just graduated from ASU. Um, I'm the author of Lotus in the Apocalypse, which is a poetry novella that came out in March, and I'm the founder of AZ Hugs for the Houseless, which is a homeless outreach program here in Arizona. See, you are so much more well-adjusted than I was at your age. <laughs> well-adjusted to, to just life? Because I don't feel well-adjusted at all, to be honest, Valerie. <laughs> I mean, it's like you're doing something with your life. Like, you seem actually committed to causes, and I appreciate that. Because I feel like I was a little bit more aimless. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, the, the work that I do on the streets and stuff, it's, it's my passion. Like, these folks that we serve, they're my family, you know? So it's... It's all about the love. That's kind of my saying. But, I mean, I do feel like I have, uh, you know, goals and, and a really strong mission with this work and, and the wider social justice work. But, yeah, I still feel lost as hell constantly. So, <laughs> maybe that's just yeah, being just 22. Yeah, plague of the human condition. Yeah. Or 22. Yeah, probably both. <laughs> God, I do miss that age, though. You know, yeah, it would have been cooler. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's not a bad time to be alive. You know, I mean, on on the scope of humanity, it's it's a really scary time to be alive. But twenty two, the age, supposed to be kind of cool. So, <laughs> like Taylor Swift, you're feeling twenty two. Yeah. I love that song, Mallory. That is one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs. <laughs> Are you just gonna randomly just be like? I don't know about you. Maybe I should just speak in Taylor Swift quotes for the rest of the rest of the interview with you. <laughs> Honestly, like that would be like the most textual healing thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with the last episode, we had someone randomly just singing um, "Neutral Milk Hotel" nice. in a very, <laughs> very bad high pitched voice. Oh, that's awesome! That's great. But, you know, he was proving that you could do it in any range, and I was like, all right. Go for it. <laughs> Even the wrong one, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's funny that you like Taylor Swift because I don't see her on your playlist. Oh yeah, my my anxiety playlist, my little OCD one. There was one Taylor Swift song. I, oh, maybe it's not on there anymore. It's uh, off Taylor's version. Here, let me pull it up real quick. Yeah, oh, I don't see it on here. Okay, well, it needs to be re-added then because um, I actually recently just heard this song. And I hadn't before, uh, but it, I think it's called Nothing's New, something like that. Nothing. Let's see if I can find it. I'll go searching on my Spotify too. Right. See if you can find it. Because I heard it and it was just, it was very meditative and very relaxing. It calmed me down. <laughs> <laughs> Featuring Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah, that's the one. Wow, that just turned on. Sorry, over there. <laughs> like, I don't even... See, it's perfect. If I actually got that recorded or not, then it's like, all right, everybody, listen to that song. Check it out. Yeah, take a look. Take a listen. Yeah, no, that's a great one. Okay, well, we'll have to add that to the uh, anti-OCD <laughs> anxiety reversal playlist. I mean, it fits because I want to say, like, didn't we talk about Taylor Swift in our last... I um, yeah, interview we when we were texting to each other. <laughs> yeah, we talked about Taylor Swift and, and, and Mac Miller, who's just probably my favorite artist. Now he's represented on the Oh, playlist. yeah, Ma Mac is on pretty much every playlist that I, I would make. You know, Mac is uh, Mac's there. <laughs> he's like in like almost every other song. You have a very interesting mix of music here. Yeah, I really like jazz, and um, I've, I've gotten really into... I don't know, just kind of trying to create this this playlist that for me, like if I shuffle it or just play it in a few minutes, hopefully the goal is after a few songs, I can start to calm down when I'm having kind of an OCD breakout. So some of the songs are just like, they make me feel comforted. You know, some of them are just songs I really like. Some of them 
uh, just the lyrics are really, they like get me out of my head. Like pretty much any Gregory, Gregory Allen Isakoff song. I don't know if you've heard his, his album, mm-hmm. um, but pretty much every one of those songs, they're just beautiful poems. I can't decide which question I'm going to ask you first. So I'm just going to go with this one. I'm in love with the fact that you have Iron and Wine's cover of Such Great Heights. Yes, um, yeah. You're the only person I've ever seen that has that on their playlist because I, I love it so much more than the I, original. Oh, I love it as well. I mean, the Postal Service is it's pretty great. I think they're awesome. Hell of uh, a super band. Yeah, yeah. But when I heard the Iron and Wine version, I was like, oh, this just... This is just everything. <laughs> so I had to put it on the had to put it on the anxiety playlist, you know. <laughs> yeah, like every time I hear that song, like I turn it really, really loud, and I can tell you that is not the driving around on the highway loud song. You get looks. Right, right. right. No, it, it's more of like curled up in the fetal position on the carpet kind of song for me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I think. My really, really deepest sad songs, Taylor. Taylor really belts out the sad songs for me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> she definitely does. That or, like, maybe Bright Eyes or something. That's when oh. I feel really down. I love Bright Eyes. There's a, there, I think there's a Bright Eyes song in this playlist, yeah. Let's take a look. I'm, like, going through it. Yeah. Yeah, I see. I see your Bright Eyes. I'm Wide Awake, It's Morning is one of my favorite albums of all time. Like, I just think it's so incredible just the the cohesiveness from the first song is that story about them uh being on the airplane i don't know if you've listened to that recently but each song just leads into the next so well and it feels like a like a cohesive thought by the time you get to the end you know mm-hmm. no it it is a beautiful beautiful album and i want to listen to it again later now i know what i'm doing for the rest of the day Thank yeah you. If, if you want to get really sad <laughs> just check out that album like, it's not like I was in the greatest mood today, so, you know, let's, let's top it off. All right. There's that one song in there. I think it's pronounced Luau. Is that? It's probably how you pronounce it. Luau? Yeah. Oh, my God. That song gets me every time. I don't think there's, like, every single word on that song is the perfect word. <laughs> <laughs> I was seeing that Bright Eyes actually, they did a concert, and uh, Connor actually walked off stage. Oh, I did see that. I think I saw that. What was that about, though? I don't know what that was about. See, I don't know. It's, I was hoping maybe you'd know. <laughs> I heard something about but that. Like, and other people you, would just get up and like sing the songs because the rest of the band didn't want to leave. Yeah, that's what I heard. I thought that was kind of cool. They did like karaoke. Like someone just went up and and started like singing a song with the band, which honestly sounds pretty sick. Uh, I'm not sure what like the reason. Amazing. Though. But, like, can you imagine getting up on stage? Like, I totally know this song, but with the actual band? Oh, my God. I mean, it would kind of be a dream, but also scary as fuck, you know, to have to go up there. Because I, I bet this person volunteered. They're like, yeah, I can do it. But they probably didn't think they'd be like, okay, please, come up here. <laughs> Connor's gone. <laughs> He's not coming it's back. Like, we've all had a drink or two. We could all yeah. do karaoke. But once right. you're actually with the legit band... I don't know. We all think we could sing first day of my life. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't think I could. That's uh, no. not something now. Not, not really singing is my, not really my thing. But I was in a, uh, I was in a One Direction cover band in junior high. <laughs> oh, my God. You've just yep. become my most, like, I am fascinated by you. Wow. <laughs> it was, okay. So it, it was like five guys at my junior high. I think this was eighth grade. And we, we sang What Makes You Beautiful um, in front of the school at like our, our choir <laughs> our choir concert. Uh, but at the end, we got off beat. So we were like a few seconds off. It was, it was not the greatest, but it was really fun. And there, there's like, oh, there's one line in the song where it's like, the way you flip your hair or something like that. And I had like little Justin Bieber hair at that time. So I would like flick my hair. This guy would like point at my hair. It was so dorky and so cute. And it was really fun. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, and, I mean, I love One Direction and could uh, sing you any One Direction song. So, <laughs> How about Harry Styles? What do you think of him these yes. days? Yes. Oh my God. Harry's new album is incredible, I think. Harry's I, I, house? Yeah. Yes. I like it more than Fine Line, and I really, really? love Fine Line. Yeah, and I love Fine Line. They're I very, thought, like, yeah, I can't decide with those. Yeah, I don't know. I think that there are just a few songs off of Harry's House that are just, like, top-tier, 
Harry, but like Matilda is so good. I thought Satellite was just really beautiful, and um, as it was, came out in a time when I needed. As it was, so that was cool. But yeah, I was actually I was in L.A. when the album came out, and I walked around downtown L.A. with my little my phone up to my ear and listened to the album just walking around. <laughs> Do we need to send you some AirPods? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I'd lose them to be honest. I, I'm not the most organizational person. And, uh, I feel like, like I lose headphones, earbuds all the time. So little AirPods. I feel like yeah, holding I mean, your phone up to your ear is like the 2020 version of the 90s boombox. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just, uh, I, I didn't have any way, like any earbuds, anything. So yeah, I just put up to my ear and walked around looking kind of weird. But I would I definitely. make that yeah. popular. Yeah, I mean, hey, no shame. You know, if you need to listen to Harry Styles, you need to listen to Harry Styles, you know. I mean, I see people all the time on their skateboards or, like, on their bikes with their, like, Spotify going. Or at least I think it's Spotify. Jamming right. music. <laughs> yeah, but... Let's normalize walking around doing it now, too. Perfect, yeah. Most people have, like, a little, uh... What is it? Like, a little speaker, though. So, I guess I guess we'll bring, yeah. bring the phone back. <laughs> bring the phone back. I, yep. I'm not even sure if it ever was a thing, but let's Probably not. pretend no. it's a mini boombox. <laughs> <laughs> and just walk around like you're just totally normal. Yeah. <laughs> Get a little dance going in the sidewalk. It sounds great to me. Yeah. Just just don't beatbox with it, you know? No, no, no. <laughs> Not that I think you can to any Harry Styles music, but that would be intriguing to hear. <laughs> you know, I, I will gladly embarrass myself anytime publicly, so... <laughs> Now, if you really want to embarrass yourself, you would let us know if there's anywhere they, that we could see this One Direction cover band. Did you record anything? Yeah, yeah, it was recorded. I just, I can't find the video. My, so my friend Sean, he's still my best friend. And since the, still, like, we've known each other since we were like nine. Uh, he doesn't have the video, so I need to find it. Someone in the original One Direction cover band must have this video. So I will try to find it. <laughs> Track that shit down. I know. I need to. I need to. <laughs> it was really bad, though. You know, like it was awful. It was super fun, but it was. It wasn't mm-hmm. great. We went through a, a through a few versions. There was "Story of My Life," which we tried, then "Kiss You," but we landed on on the classic, like "What Makes You Beautiful." I mean, yeah, that that is the One Direction song. Right. It was really popular in like 2013 too, when I was <laughs> in junior high. You know, I'm trying to think of a time when it wasn't popular after it came out. Like, if you yeah. throw it on right now, no one is going to be cringe. We're all going to be like, it's all right to listen to this now. Yes, yes. I mean, it's always been right. One Direction. One Direction is wonderful. <laughs> See, for people who are older, we, we had to cringe a little bit. Just like how we all had to, like, do the obligatory, ew, Justin Bieber, although he's really awesome. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now we can be like, ah, he was great. They're all fine. The I have a few Justin Bieber songs that I... So my, my little sister, she's 12, and we do t- karaoke together. And one of our karaoke songs is As Long As You Love Me. Uh, so, yeah, so she'll do like the Justin Bieber part, and I'll get, a, I'll get the big Sean rap. <laughs> See, that just sounds awesome. God, I wish I had a family yeah. like that. <laughs> instead we just kind of like randomly have like rap music going on in the background during barbecues and no one says a thing <laughs> hey that sounds like something too <laughs> that sounds like something to write about really <laughs> yeah yeah that could be that could be a good you know short story setting right there just weird just rap music playing softly and no one making eye contact <laughs> it, i would say the tension is like so you could be like is anyone going to reference what the hell we're talking about? Like, <laughs> please, someone tell me that you're listening, like, know that we're listening to Tupac right now. So how big are these gatherings? Just out of curiosity, because, like, it would be even funnier if there's, like, a hundred people here and no one's talking. Everyone's just, like, sitting. Like, a big family reunion okay. type of thing. <laughs> I'm not sure how big a family reunion would even be in my family, because it would be fucking huge, but yeah, I'm the youngest of five kids. So all of us and our significant others are there, and I have 11 nieces and nephews, so they're Whoa. all there too. So it, it's pretty large. Yeah. And then you yeah. throw my parents in there who are just like, what the hell is this music? <laughs> 
So they just make it even more uncomfortable, push that forward, you know? <laughs> like, you just see their eyes rolling as we're all just kind of, like, on our phones, but kind of, like, nodding to the music. Right. Like, <laughs> we're not going to say we like the music. We're not going to sing the music. Just going to kind of chill there, yeah, and, and, and sit until the food is ready. <laughs> I just know that a couple weeks ago... Um, it was at my brother's house, and it's his job to do a playlist for my parents' 50th wedding anniversary, which is in a couple weeks. Wow, that's a, that's a big task right there. I know, but after listening to that, I heard my dad mutter to my mom, let's give the task to Mallory instead. Oh, <laughs> you've been delegated. <laughs> I know, and then he was just like, nothing with any vulgarities, to which point I was like, I don't know if I want the job anymore. Yeah, I know. I mean, what are you going to put on the playlist? Like some kids bop, you know, little little Wiggles music? I know. It's like, am I supposed to pick from, like, more of their timeline? Like, because they, like, kind of got married in 1972. So, okay. like, is it that era? Or do I just go for, like, current shit now that's, like, fun and danceable? Like, who knows? Nobody gave me any, like, parameters. No direction, yeah. <laughs> no, no direction, One Direction, dude. <laughs> No Direction for, yeah. You should just make a One Direction playlist for them. Even if they don't know One Direction or don't like it, just like three hours of, of One Direction. Well, it would even be better is if I can find like all the best One Direction covers so they never know oh. it's One Direction. Nice, nice. Yeah, just like, there's gotta be like some, like a punk version of a One Direction song or like a jazz version of something. Just like compile all these weird, yeah. Jazz would be best. Punk will get me in trouble so quickly. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, the lyrics would be so, like, you know, yeah. bubblegum pop, you know? <laughs> punk, I think, actually comes from bubblegum pop. Yeah, evolutionarily, you know, on the on the rock scale, I think, you know, it's, it's grown out of the need for pop to expand, for sure. Definitely, and definitely just the beat and the way they actually, like, have the verse and everything. I think you'd actually insult a lot of punk rock people if you told them that, but <laughs> it, that, that is actually how it grew out, yeah. My other karaoke song is actually I, I Miss You by Blink, and I love that. <laughs> see, that was actually really big when I was in high school. I actually was able to see Blink at Riot Fest a couple years ago. Oh, really? That's yeah. Cool. They actually stayed on stage longer than they were supposed to because there is a lot of wind fucking up the amps or something. So they're like, you oh, know wow. what? Like, we're just going to stay on for another hour and play whatever you guys shout out at us. That's awesome, actually. That's so cool, especially in their, like, how long they've been doing this, you know, to just be able to do stuff like that. Like, hey, just shout out some songs. Let's have fun. I that know. sounds cool. It was really great. Huge crowd. I mean, I can't pretend to know exactly how many people are at Riot Fest, but it's only a little bit smaller than Lollapalooza, so it's pretty big. Right. That's, oh, that sounds huge. <laughs> <laughs> I know. The fact that they were able to, like, catch it... The amount of people who were screaming, screaming all the small things was a little overwhelming. But Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you know, though, there were issues with the uh, speakers, because I could hear the people around me singing it more than I could hear Blink singing it. Oh, yeah. That's not even, that's not what you're there. You know, you're not there for the the, co the thousands of people, you know. You, you want to hear <laughs> Mark or whatever. Yeah, you want to <laughs> hear that. Them. Yeah. yeah. But the first song that they actually got that was, like, totally clean... I nice. miss you. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just, that's a classic anthem right there. <laughs> and I felt like so high in my emo days with my best emo friend. It was great. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> yeah, there was a show while I was on tour. We were in Flagstaff. And afterwards, we went to this, I think it was like a bar or something. And they had a jukebox. So we put on I Miss You and just totally embarrassed my friends. It was great. <laughs> Is there a way to perform that song that isn't embarrassing, though? Like... <laughs> Probably not, you know, especially the way I sing it, you know, <laughs> there's no way to not, you know, <laughs> be embarrassing about it. There's, oh, what was it? I think it was last week. Uh, I don't know if you've heard this song. It's Steamroller by James Taylor. So mm -hmm. it's a very obscure song and it, it's like the lyrics are, it's really weird. It's about Ever since sex, you sent you know. me <laughs> your playlist, I started listening to James Taylor. <laughs> yes. James? Okay. One second. Your mic is having uh, issues again. Oh, is it? Okay, let's try again. Okay, how are we doing? We're doing good. Don't you love We're how many it. like interruptions? <laughs> Just like it's all right. I actually once had to totally re-record with someone like a day later. 
Oh, no. So don't worry. At oh, least that would be awful. Errors and all, we are recording. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's the cool thing about, like, just being able to do this, you know, remotely and stuff and online is you can just record and cut and piece it together and it's all good. Exactly. And you, the yeah. best part is you could always tell me later, like, damn it, Mallory, I feel really shitty. I shouldn't have said that. And I'll cut it. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. Most of our talk is is just about like One Direction and Taylor, so <laughs> n- nothing crazy, nothing awful that I say. And hopefully, you know. I, I don't think you've said anything like inflammatory yet. I mean, you could no, piss off no. some Taylor fans if you say the wrong thing, but definitely it's true. You know, but I'm I'm willing I'm willing to make that that risk. You know, uh, they can come at me. It's okay. <laughs> I can take it. <laughs> like I know immediately, I posted the song Twenty Two on New Year's Eve, because I was like, hell yeah, this is the perfect song to play. I got some hate right away, because they're like, it's not Taylor's version. And I was like, oh, my bad. <laughs> I am so sorry. You're like, I, my bad. I mean, it's a great song. Like, <laughs> Still love it, you know. I just looked it up. I didn't see which one I was putting up there. <laughs> I think we should record a cover album of slam poetry versions of Taylor Swift songs. So it would just be us very dramatically being like, it feels like a perfect night to dress up like hipsters and make fun of all our exes. <laughs> just do that. Yeah. Oh no no music. Just speaking it, you know? <laughs> if you did that, I would I would want it to be like on vinyl. I would distribute it everywhere. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I'd be like, everybody, be so much please fun. listen to the crazy Taylor Swift. <laughs> just, yeah. For no reason. It sounds bad, but still listen to it, please. <laughs> I mean, even she would probably listen to it and be like, this is very interesting. This is something. I'm going to do the Taylor's version of this. <laughs> Taylor's version of our, yeah, poetry version. <laughs> Just catch her doing her best at slam poetry. Right. That would be awesome. I would love to see Taylor Swift poetry-wise. I think that would be cool. I feel like we should start an online petition. I feel like you could almost ask Taylor Swift to do anything, and if you get enough Swifties on board, she might... Okay, let's plan a Taylor Swift poetry reading. Me and you, Chicago. We'll get her. Get her to come over there. If only. (laughs) Big like poetry fest. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna be like, I I think the National and Bleachers are gonna be here in the next month. Like, aren't those her homies these days? Come on, Taylor. Yeah, you know. Hey. Join us. It's only right. You gotta. Yeah. Be like, those are the people who help you write your songs. We'll just watch while you guys attempt to slam it. Yeah, we, we just want to sit there. <laughs> Sounds good. Like, we're just going to sit here, drink LaCroix or beer, whatever your thing is. <laughs> oh, beer is my thing for sure. See, I'm going to go cheap, for like... Cheap beer. <laughs> I love that. I just went to an art show and like everyone was drinking expensive shit. And I was like, I'll take the PBR, yeah. please. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, I don't know. Most, uh, my, my philosophy for food is like most calories per dollar. And I think, uh, beer wise, it's most cheap beer per dollar. So <laughs> like I have my pride. I will only do PBR. I will not drink like Bud Light or something. Right. Right. PBR is good. I like uh, rolling rock. That's one of my favorites. It's a good one. Yeah. I mean, really whatever the cheapest is at the bar, I'll take. <laughs> right. Right. I am very Natural simple. light. That's a big one over here is natural light. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. There's a really big one in Texas that they don't sell anyone sell anywhere else. And now it's bothering me because I can't remember. That's like my favorite thing about traveling is you get to find out each state's cheap beer. Right, yeah. I was in Indiana. That's where I was born, actually. But I went back and I, I'm blanking on the name. It's like a Cincinnati beer, I think. Uh, but it was there. And they're like little eight-ounce bottles uh of just weird, like, beer. <laughs> they don't sell it anywhere else, like one store in Indiana or something in, like, Cincinnati. <laughs> but they're, like, half... The, I don't know why eight ounces is what they chose, but they're, like, little tiny bottles. <laughs> I mean, I will definitely check this out. I only live about an hour away from it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you can go check it out. Yeah. I think they're called Little Something. I don't know. <laughs> little makes sense in that name, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, us Midwesterners, we're pretty good with our cheap beer. We like it. Oh, yeah, it's Little Kings. That's what it's called. I just remembered it. Little Kings. Writing it down right now. Yeah. <laughs> I found a little picture of it. Yeah, they're just little tiny. They're cute. 
Get yourself a cute little beer. <laughs> Cream ale is what it says. I dig it. Oh, I'm so definitely going to try it. Yeah, I think the it's it's a Midwestern thing to 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 be well versed with the cheap beer, you know. <laughs> We're well versed with the cheap everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As I said, it's the Midwest. We're not on the coast here. We're not trying no, to act refined. No, not at all. We're just trying to get fucked up. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we are into our malt liquor and shit here. Yeah, th- I mean that's a thing in Arizona too. Pretty much wherever, like the the forty ounce and stuff. Yep. Oh God, now I'm really remembering being underage and drinking alcohol. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Do, do you get into Four Loco at all, or is that too dorky these days? No, I've had. I, I don't drink a lot of Four Locos. I've had Four Locos before, though. Um, the ones I've had, I, I think they didn't they take the caffeine out of it or something because it was like too lethal. <laughs> yep. See, I got the original shit. I got the fun. Yeah. Lethal. I don't. I don't think I was ever able to try that. I mean, I don't remember when that was, but I was probably in, like, young. <laughs> probably. Yeah. I mean, I want to say I was like nineteen when I was drinking it, and I'm thirty-one now. So. Right. So I was like nine or something. <laughs> if you were drinking it, I'd be heavily, heavily concerned. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I mean, fourth grade. Those were the four locos days, right there. I know, yeah. four by four, right there. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> but no, that shit was heavy. Like it, like you'd be totally fine for an hour, and like be like, I'm not drunk. I don't feel shit. And then it'd be like hit with the trunk, a truck yeah. of drunkness. <laughs> a trunk. A trunk. Just, you're just hit with a trunk. You slammed right into the. In the back of a trunk, you know, that's what a four locos feels like. <laughs> like when you suddenly find yourself standing and then you're sitting on the curb, that's when you know it oh. hit. <laughs> you're like, oh, like, uh, my bad. Lean, lean a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Let's see, I feel like I need to go home <laughs> moment. Right, it's, it's, it's done, it's gone, it's over. <laughs> and then you just don't Never remember again. much else. Was it just, what, what else was in it? I know it was just like, a lot of it was sugar. alcohol and was it just a ton of caffeine and sugar yeah yeah like so it tastes really good like that's what really yeah. sneaks up on your ass you're like this is tasting really great i'm not drunk for an hour straight just having a good time and then next thing you know you don't know anything <laughs> yeah like you think you're well, speaking I guess we coherently could our own. and then now and then everyone's like dude you're you're not even saying real words <laughs> You're just talking to that tree over there, bro. <laughs> We're going to get you home. Exactly. If you have the good friends. Yeah, you know. Thankfully, I have some pretty good friends. So if I ever find the illegal tree, or whatever it's called, the four locos, then uh, I, I guess, you know, I'll have some people taking care of me. <laughs> I'm sure that there is probably some, like, weird millennial who has it hidden away in their basement. They're like, they, we always knew yeah. they'd come for our four locos, so we held on to some. They just, like, stocked up, yeah. Selling out of, like, Mark's basement or something. <laughs> kind of like how people are doing with jewels right now. Like, don't worry, we're going to hide them. We're going to get them. Right, yeah. That was last week, wasn't it? I know. The, the jewel ban or whatever. Ban jewels, not guns, apparently. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. I don't know. America is, is uh, really sad nowadays. Even more so, more so than I thought it could be. Like last week. <laughs> it's just getting worse and worse. See, we brought that to a little. Let's talk about your writing. <laughs> Poetry, art. Yeah. Yes. Certainly that can't be as depressing as then you start well, talking about some. <laughs> yeah, no, the book is like Lotus, Lotus in the Apocalypse. It's a poetry novella about the last day on Earth. So <laughs> it's not the, the cheeriest collection, yeah, but I, I was able to write it during a time when I really needed to write, you know, and, and that was really a, a blessing in itself just because I was really struggling with my mental health and really not in a good place, not really taking care of myself too well and just really struggling with my anxiety, depression, and, and the Tourette's syndrome. And um, it... it it was. It kind of felt like I was climbing that that mountain with the mental health, and I knew if I, you know, just kept climbing, I'd be able to rest eventually. I'd get to a point where I'd feel a little better, but I kind of just let go. I felt like you know, and and writing is is, is really what helped me keep going. I think, um, and you know, for me, it's been really cool because a lot of people have you know reached out online or at a show and said, "Man, you know, like this poem really helped me when I was struggling," or 
you know, this, this, this one made me cry or this, you know, and people just kind of talk about their, their feelings, what's going on in their lives and little, like little therapy sessions for both of us. And that's been just beautiful. Now, I already interviewed you about it and I loved it. Oh, thank you. And you obviously reached out because you felt like it would be good to talk about and everything. And I was wondering how music played into this. Yeah, we talked a bit in our first interview, I think, about Mac. And, and Mac Miller's music, I, th I think Swimming, um, was a really big influence for me, just in, in writing Lotus and also just form formulating my thoughts on what you know a poetry collection could be. And what I really loved about his album was it did kind of feel like a story in a way, you know? And I kind of thought, okay, if, if he can do this with music, you know, I can kind of do this with poetry, you know, it, it doesn't have to be just a collection of poems or a collection of songs, you know, this can be something that feels, you know, whole, this can be something that tells a story. And, and I think that that was kind of a big influence for me, that album and, and Faces by Mac, I don't know if you've listened to that a lot, but Faces is just, I, I think it's one of the coolest mixtapes ever made. <laughs> I definitely need to listen to more of his work. Faces is like him at his most depressed. Like it, it is every song is about severe drug abuse and you know suicide and just various you know mental health issues that he was experiencing at that time. And and that that album really helped me through a lot growing up. I think. Um, and I think you know his music and other others that that talk openly about mental health issues and struggles and drug use, you know, it showed me too that poetry and art and writing, you know, it, it can be this tool to help us feel less alone, you know. It can it can be something for ourselves, but it can also be something to serve, hopefully to, to serve, you know, the wider community and bring us all a little closer together. And I think that's just one of the most beautiful functions of creating something, you know, is that someone halfway across the country or the world or in 50 years from now could read something you make or, you know, hear something you make like a song and feel a little bit of comfort or, you know, take a breath. And, and that's just, it's cool. Yeah. It's like an instantaneous feeling that you get upon consuming it. Yeah. You right. Know, it's like breathing yeah, I mean, and you feel better. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's medicine for me for, for, for sure. You know, the music that I, I like when I'm not doing too well or the, or the books, you know, and that, that playlist I showed you, um, it's still definitely a work in progress. Just some of the songs I, I really enjoy when I'm, I'm needing to, to calm down my, my heart rate a little bit. <laughs> like I was definitely looking at it and, um, it definitely feels like some ebbs and flows a little bit, almost like you're in the ocean just with the kind of moods. Yeah. I mean, you go from like, old stuff like James Miller, you get a little history from the head and heart, and right. then suddenly you're at Phoebe Bridgers. I don't know. Do you guys call her hipstery? What, what, what would you say she is? I don't know. I, to be honest, I just really love Phoebe Bridgers' lyrics, you know? Like, I do too. Pretty, all of her songs, they're just poems, you know? And, and that, that's one thing that I really love about music is, is something that, where the music really complements the lyrics. So the lyrics bring something new out of the music, like a new feeling that you wouldn't experience if you're just listening to the instrumental, mm -hmm. you know? And, and I feel, I feel that way with a lot of Phoebe's music as well. Like they, they build off each other, you know, these stories and these lines that just really hit you and stay with you, you know? And something that I just, I, I guess I really love and am fascinated with in a song or a poem is when you can hear, you know, a line, you're not even reading it, you know, something that you just hear and it's stuck in your head throughout the day, not even say the, the melody or the, the music, but just like this visceral line or something, you know, that's just so fascinating to me. Especially like sometimes when you're like just wanting to describe a feeling or you have an idea or something, and then the next thing you know is a lyric of a song is like the perfect encapsulation of it. Yeah, yeah. There's a song on the playlist by uh, Gregory Allen Isakoff, the guy I was talking about earlier, and, and it's uh, it's called Words. And I think the line is, um, words mean more at night than they did all day long. And I just, I think that's a really interesting 
line, you know, like the way that we talk to each other late at night, you know, is different than the way we talk to each other at, at noon. Exactly. You know, for example, like at 3 a.m., if you're sitting outside in the dark around a fire or, you know, you're in a bedroom with a few friends or something and like just the soft way we talk to each other or the more, I don't know, honest it feels like I, I just, I really, I really like that idea. I always felt like, you know, I, I suffer from depression and everything and I don't know how everyone else, their brains work clearly, <laughs> but like yeah. during my days, I mean, I'm just never having time to like think of shit or whatever. I'm just always constantly moving and moving and moving. But once the day ends, that is mm. the vibe I get. Like it's just suddenly a rush of calm almost. And then you're just kind of like thinking yeah. deeper and everything. Yeah. I mean, for me, you know, I, I, I can definitely get in the habit of distracting myself from what I'm actually feeling, you know, <laughs> but at night, you know, if you're alone and it's quiet, yeah, yeah. But you know, when it's late and you're alone and it's quiet, you can't really distract yourself in, in as many ways as you can earlier in the day, you know? And so a lot of those feelings come out, I think. Definitely. Another one I was very curious about, cause I will admit I've never listened to Jaden. What got you into that? Oh yeah, I'm trying to think of that. There's one song that I remember hearing. I think it was "Summertime in Paris." Yeah, that's the song. It was. It's a song by Jaden and Willow, and I heard that song a couple years back, and I I was just I, I really loved it. Like the way they played off each other and the the instrumental. You know, the music was just like it, it kind of felt like what you're talking about the the ocean. You know, the ebb and flow of the waves, and I I just really loved the cadence of his voice. So I started listening to more of his music and he has this new album out. Um, it's like a new version of an album he put out a little while back. It's called day trippers edition. And there's some songs off there that they're just like more, I don't know, funky, I guess is the way to <laughs> describe it more like psychedelic. And, uh, I just thought it was really cool. I was cool. going to ask like for someone who's like just getting into it, where do you think I should jump in there? I think Summertime in Paris is a really good song to listen to. Um, Rainbow Bap. I think it's pronounced Bap. It's B-A-P. <laughs> Rainbow Bap. That's a really cool song. Um, there's a song called Lucy off the new one that I really like. Uh, there's the song that I think I have on the playlist. It's, um, see. what's it called? Still it's called Your, Your Voice. And, yep. Yeah, t two of those. Yeah, those are really good. Those are really great as well. And Willow's on the album too. Um, Jaden's sister, yeah. Meet Me at Our Spot is a really good song. That, that one's a pretty popular one. How's Muted Sunrise? Like that. that title sounds intriguing. Muted Sunrise. Let me, let me find it real quick. Try to remember which one that, that's off of. Can you hear it? Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to play the whole one, but have you heard this one? Oh, yeah. I dig it. Yeah, it's just, it's cool. Okay, I'm definitely jumping into Jaden after this. Yeah, yeah, check out a few of his songs. They're they're pretty dope, and um, I, I've gotten more into his music over the last couple of years. Just you know, especially for uh, playlists like this, you know, for anxiety stuff or or when I'm feeling down, you know, some of his music can be really helpful. So it's definitely more the words and less the music that helps. I think both. Uh, some songs, it's definitely the lyrics, but for me, I don't know. I'm always looking for lyrics and music. That's something I'm, I'm continually just in awe about is is how someone can, you know, compose this beautiful piece of music and also write this incredible, you know, these incredible lyrics and and have them meld together in like the 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 best possible way. That's something that I'm just so fascinated with because I can't do that, you know? <laughs> so I just love songs that, that can. Exactly. I like also when, like, you're able to do the covers and bring an entirely different mood to it than the originals were, like, as we were talking about yeah. Iron and Wine. Yeah, the Such Great Heights, it's it's the same exact, you know, same lyrics and stuff, but it feels totally different. Yeah, it's the kind of song you just want to, like, well, you said cry to, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> Hold myself in the fetal position. That's 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 what it is Maybe for me. Maybe I'll throw that on the wedding playlist. Yeah. <laughs> Just put like super sad songs. Be like happy fiftieth. Good God. Yeah. One of my I, 
one of my favorite songs, but I think it's one of the saddest. Like this song always makes me either cry or just feel is Rivers and Roads by The Head and the Love Heart. It. That yeah, that one just throw that on the <laughs> on the party playlist, you know. That one always gets I me. I feel like this is a very somber event. <laughs> right. Right. For those of you who are, are feeling depressed, you know this will uh, this will push that forward. Keep you keep you feeling that way. Here's here's my playlist. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sure you're missing the very vulgar rap playlist now, right? <laughs> right, right, mom. <laughs> I know that would be so great. I guess we'll see if they censor it all at all. If they ask to listen to it beforehand. Yeah, I see what happens. You know, you can make a few playlists. One that's just like super vulgar, you know, and then. Uh, once the, once they're upset with you, maybe maybe give them like the exact opposite. Give or something. them the, like the sad, <laughs> depressing one, and be like, "Doesn't this feel nicer?" Yeah, like, yeah. Like you you pick yeah, pick either one of those. <laughs> like, you, know, you could have had my brother do it. Now it's my turn. But hey, honestly, yeah, you, you you asked for this. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think any of us would have picked a very nice playlist. Right, <laughs> not a parent-approved playlist. Do you know what what some of your, some artists your parents like are? Like, what's their favorite band or something? I know or? my mom loves Motown in general. Okay. And my dad likes Neil Diamond. I know. Uh-huh. How me and my siblings, who all love music, came to existence, I don't know. <laughs> I found out recently that they've never even been to a concert. It blew my mind. What? Like, any ever. concert ever? I know. Oh, my God. Know, I'm just, like, looking at them. I was like, you guys are the kids of Woodstock. How did that never happen? But no. No concerts. That's crazy. Oh, my God. Well, I guess you could, like, hire someone to just come sing Sweet Caroline for three hours over and over again. <laughs> I know. Oh, God, that is the whitest person thing, though. I don't know. <laughs> right. That's a Neil Diamond it song, is. right, isn't it? Sweet Caroline? Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. all we need is a room full of white people getting drunk singing Sweet Caroline. <laughs> but just over and over again, like, no just stops. Bah, bah, <laughs> no bah. break. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> we could pull it off, but oh, I'm terrified. I'm gonna put it on the playlist you can anyways. Make a whole, yeah, Sweet Caroline. Then maybe get like uh, John Denver in there or something. You know, Take Me Home, Country Road. Oh dear God. <laughs> something like that. See, you can make the playlist. And I'll say it was me. <laughs> right, right. No, you can blame it on me. You know, I'm, I'm pretty far away, so I. I'll take one for the team if they want to be mad at me. Oh, believe me. <laughs> I have so many different people who have given me weird input. So <laughs> you're just right. one of the many. I'll be like, you know what? It's not my fault. I have a bunch of writers who are telling me songs that they think you guys would enjoy. Just be like, this is the community input right here. You know? Yeah. Sorry. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is the world I'm from. I thought you'd enjoy this. Right. Happy anniversary. Happy fucking anniversary. <laughs> God. Here's some songs you hate. <laughs> See, you know, if I wanted to put songs they hate, I, I definitely have a good list I could come up with. But yeah. <laughs> Should make a little playlist like songs that mom hates. <laughs> Just anything punk rock, anything too vulgar. Nice, yeah. I know they have a very crazily weird fixation on Kiss. I think they're like the moral majority kind of really? people who like are freaked out by Kiss. That's really funny. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think you know what you have to do then. I, I know. <laughs> Just like the most uncomfortable, like, kiss songs, and, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. live versions where they're, like, yelling and talking to fans and stuff. That's what you need on there. <laughs> I mean, I've already been doing, like, my best to rebel with them by actually wearing, like, I had a Detroit Rock City t-shirt on last time I saw them. <laughs> Just every now and then. You just got to throw them a bone, even if you're in your 30s. Yeah. You're, like, rebel anyways. Right, right. I mean... I, I think that's definitely a playlist I would have made when I was like 14 and angsty, like a pop punk playlist, like songs that mom hates. <laughs> see, you, you should still do it. It's still fun. I think so you too. You see the same catharsis. I definitely think so. Right, yeah. <laughs> Just to be upset. <laughs> like, I, I will be texting my mom and be like, I'm listening to this song that I know you hate. And I just feel <laughs> good about it, anyways. <laughs> right. <laughs> Or maybe my mom still that, sh- like makes me feel like a child and is like, you know I don't like that, and she'll feed into it. <laughs> that could be pretty funny, though, if you make just like a pop-punk playlist, like Ramones and MCR, oh. like some simple plan, Fall Out Boy, you know. Just MCR is the <laughs> all, other one they hate. 
They hate MCR, no. And I am blamed quite heavily for getting my nieces and nephews into MCR. And I'm just like, it wasn't me. They just have good taste in music. A, yeah, it's not a bad thing, you know? Why is it? MCR is awesome. Apparently, I'm getting, in, getting them all into, like, depressing goth-like music. They really overuse the word goth in my family. <laughs> You've put the devil in the children. <laughs> oh, believe me, I've corrupted them in so many other ways, apparently. Okay, let's start with the devil. I put the devil into them. I've made them all communists somehow. Nice. Yes. <laughs> I've also made them all gay. It's not my fault that some of them came out. <laughs> it's like, good for them. So, yeah, I didn't the, do it. They were, that's just how they are. It's just how it went. Yeah, all, all the the Midwest family though is probably <laughs> like what, what what the hell? Why are the boys wearing <laughs> nail polish? I don't know, but it's better than what I could do. So they did that themselves. Right. <laughs> uh, I love paint my nails. That's such a. It's so meditative. Like that's one of the things that will make me slow down. You know, because you you can't rush when you're painting your nails. You know. <laughs> See, I suck at painting my nails, and I think it would be good if I really did specify. Painting your nails actually these days has nothing to do with sexuality, and I don't think a lot of people know oh, that. Oh, 100%. I think it's just a cool look. 100%. It's just, yeah, it just looks cool and it makes you feel good sometimes. You know, that's all it is. It's just sometimes people like will associate it with sexuality, and that's just not, it's weird. It's not what it is. Yeah, it's weird. It's the same thing, you know, like, what was it in like the 70s and everything? Eyeliner was really big with everybody. Like, it's right. still makeup, but you can still be 100% whatever sexuality you are, and it doesn't make a difference. Exactly. But sexuality is fluid. Nail polish you know? is amazing. Yeah. I just can't do it myself. Oh, I agree. I suck at it too. I just like doing it, not, not so much for like it looking good, you know, but more so just because it slows me down. And I'm always like running around and always, you know, doing stuff and busy. So it's nice just to like calm yourself with that and just take a breath, listen to some music and just paint your nails pink, you know? See, I do it as kind of a bonding experience. I either have my nephew help me or my fiance. Whoever feels like Oh, nice. (laughs) Right. Whoever's in the mood to to paint nails. Who can do my nails better than me? Which one of you guys? (laughs) Right. You could have each person... Take a hand. Like, yeah, I was going to say, take a hand and just compare. See <laughs> so you did better. Like, that's what I love about this era right now, is that there's just no... Okay, maybe there's a normativity, but we're not complying to it. Right, right. So... No, it's great. I mean, everyone should be able to express themselves freely, you know, and it just sucks that there's a lot of people from older generations who are trying to fight that and that's it's just really frustrating it's what i love so much about your style you're very okay i I don't want to say out there that's lame but it's just very (laughs) you it's very much like a style of your own thanks yeah i mean i just try to be authentic in, in everything I do, you know, that's like a really big goal for me. And it really means a lot to me to try to do that, you know, just cause like, if I'm not being honest with myself or the people around me or my community, like what am I even doing? You know, I think that it's, it's all about for me trying to be the most authentic and honest person I can be while also promoting, you know, the power of vulnerability. Like I think that being, being vulnerable with each other can bring us closer together as a community, you know, and it's something that we should celebrate and, and work towards, you know, that's how we take care of each other. And that's how we move forward and progress. I think I like that. So do you think you want to read at all? Yeah, definitely. What do you, uh, what you want to hear something from, I mean, you've already read Lotus, you know, so yeah, but I can read maybe, maybe a f- that's true. I could read a couple from there and then maybe a few, uh, new poems. And if you feel like doing any Taylor Swift slam bits, I'm here for it. Okay, I think we let's end out with okay. that one. We'll do a we'll end with a Taylor Swift slam song. Oh, okay, I'm here for it. <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, I'll read uh, "Lotus and Love" first. We'll do that one. "Lotus and Love." We meet up in the library parking lot every night after you get off work at the drugstore. We lie on the roof of my van and stare up at the sky. You call the stars cosmic freckles and tell me that our biology teacher from high school buys glow-in-the-dark condoms and that the V on the middle of a Valium pill looks like a little heart that wants more than anything to become a circle. I nod and laugh 
and think about how we're both going to die some night in our sleep and we'll never see it coming. The leaves have no idea they're going to fall. The fish have no idea they're going to be eaten by an unhappy family around a big oak table, and you have no idea that getting to hear about your day for 32 and a half minutes every night is what makes me okay with waking up in the morning. I suppose this is the way living has always been. You think you're happy until you meet that person who makes you notice every ache in your chest. Maybe we should drive my van into the book deposit bin and steal all the books our consciences can carry. Maybe we should make out or make love or make up some story about a little home in the mountains with art on the walls, a pineapple pizza cooking in the oven, and 1979 by the Smashing Pumpkins playing on a ham radio in the kitchen. In my mind, you're pulling into the driveway in the same car you're driving tonight, about to lie with me by the fireplace on our rug of pink and yellow orchids. Tell me all about the last 10 hours of your existence and make me feel like the man who cried into the clouds during a solar eclipse and did not go blind. Thanks. I like it. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, that's one of my favorite love poems, I'd say, that I've written. One of the less sad poems from Lotus. <laughs> it just feels so... Uh... Visceral, I guess, might be the best word for it. Thanks. Yeah, I, I wrote that poem um, during the beginning of the pandemic, and I was seeing this girl, and I, I just, you know, it, it just uh, that poem just kind of happened. You know, <laughs> it was a weird time. You know, everything was really scary. Everything's still scary. You know, but I, I wanted to write something that made me feel comforted in a way. Like everything is weird. And everything is weird all the time, but everything feels a little less weird when you're with someone that you love, I guess, you know? Oh, definitely. Yeah. So did you want to read anything else? Yeah, sure. I, you know, I actually wrote a, a sonnet um, the day of the, the Supreme Court decision. If you want me to read that, that's my newest poem. It, it's about the, the dangerously destructive decision of the Supreme Court. I am so excited because one, that is a great topic, and two, no one has read a sonnet on here yet. So, sonnet on. Okay, yeah, this is sonnet. It's called Sonnet 624-22. My sister asks why mom is pulling weeds in the yard before the storm. I tell her that's all there is to do tonight, to sweat and struggle, shape the grass the way we like. Those who give life are losing the right to their own. My sister says she had her first kiss last week with a boy who held the back of her head like she was something dead offered before an animal. Could that boy age into power one day, lock away what he'll never have to look into the eyes of? We walk past the porch to mom, hold our family close in the dandelion grave, if a god did create this rain, hope is knowing that the first umbrellas were made by hand. That's the poem. I'd like it. I would snap, but I'm not Thanks. a snapper, really. Little snaps. <laughs> Poetry snaps. I, know. I haven't been to one of those kind of readings in a while. But when someone throws down a sauna, it's like, you got to give them the snaps. Yeah, I do little snaps. Yeah, I, at my readings, I like to have them be like very loud. Mm-hmm. It's not a quiet thing, you know. Poetry readings can be, I feel like it, it can be something like uh, concert-like, you know. Like we can just scream and yell and cry and laugh and it doesn't have to be quiet and formal, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. All right. Did you really want to do a Taylor Swift slam one or no? <laughs> oh, of course I do. Let me look up. Okay, let me think of the right, the right one I want to do. <laughs> this is going to be the best textual healing episode ever. Oh my god, I'm so excited. It has to be the perfect one though. Okay, let's see. I really like Back to December is a good one, Dear John. Mm. <laughs> um, 22, All Too Well is one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs. It's long it's though. A long one. Let's see. Oh, we're never getting back together. <laughs> Ooh, that could be a good slam one. Okay, let's do that one. All right. All right, this one goes out to Taylor Swift. 
This is her song, We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together, styled in slam poetry form by me. Okay, Taylor. We are never, ever getting back together. I remember when we broke up the first time, saying, this is it. I've had enough. Because, like, we hadn't seen each other in a month. When you said you needed space. Then you come around again and say, baby, I miss you, and I swear I'm going to change. Just trust me. I remember how that lasted for a day. I say I hate you, and we break up, but you call me, and I love you. <laughs> oh, we called it off again last night, but this time I'm telling you, I am telling you, we are never, ever getting back together. Nope. We are never, ever getting back together. <laughs> you go talk to your friends, and I'll go talk to my friends, but we are never, ever getting back together. I'm really going to miss you picking fights and me falling for it, screaming that I'm right. And you would hide away and find your peace of mind with some indie record that is much cooler than mine. You know, you, you called me up again tonight, but this time I'm telling you, we are never, ever getting back together. <laughs> we are never, ever getting back together. You can go talk to your friends, and I'll go talk to my friends, but we're never, ever ever getting back together. <laughs> I used to think that we were forever, ever. <laughs> and I used to say, never say never. Ugh. <laughs> so he calls me up and he's like, I still love you. And I'm like, I just, I mean, this is exhausting, you know? Like, we are never getting back together. <laughs> like, ever. <laughs> We are never, ever getting back together. <laughs> it's perfect. Very perfect. Thank you. Uh, I, uh, I think we should uh, burn that on a CD and just send it her way and be like, you know, we want to we wanna get on a track with you, Taylor. We think we can really do something magical together. <laughs> oh, my God. That is so perfect. I'm just going to, like, name this episode totally never, ever getting back together. Austin's version. I love it. I love it, Austin's version. <laughs> we could totally just like make so many slam poetry Taylor Swift songs that no one would ever want to listen to. <laughs> I think it would be oh great. My God. Like I, there, there are so many good ones. There's so many ones we could do. I'm just thinking like, uh, especially off that album. That's a good, yeah, one, a good one. You know, 22. That's a really good one. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any oh, new ones that'd be good with like slam. Let's see. Last American Dynasty would be interesting. <laughs> that could be a good one. There's, oh, there's so many. We could just record like six hours <laughs> of Taylor Swift slam poems. I promise you. All like, too well, the, t the, the 10 minute version. <laughs> if you seriously do any slam version, send them to me and I will post them on Textual Healing so fast. <laughs> okay, I'm so down. I will. Just like one night when I'm drunk or something, I'll like record <laughs> like five Taylor Swift ones and just send it to you and we, we could just put it up for free on exactly. your on the site or whatever, yeah. Drunk off the cheap beer. Yeah, just, here's uh, Austin drunk on, off Rolling Rock, you know, reading some Taylor Swift song lyrics. You know, it would probably be our most popular you don't show. Sue us. <laughs> that would be so funny. Oh my god, that would be so cool. If I ever come to Chicago, we should do a just like a, a Taylor Swift slam poetry show. Like, that's all it is. We just, both of us can read uh, slam poetry Taylor songs. And it would be a rave success. Everyone would love it. I think it would too. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's happening. It happening. We're doing it. To anyone listening, this is in the works. We're going to do a show in Chicago, read some Taylor Swift lyrics, and more than three people should show up. So. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Let, let's hope for it, yeah. I would say my niece has at least more than three friends. So. Oh, nice. I mean, that's a, that's a hit show right I there. <laughs> all we need to do is just like bring one person that we know that likes Taylor Swift. And we all know at least one person. Exactly. We can get some One Direction songs in there too i think there are so many one direction song lyrics that would be good for this as well i almost want you to start going through a bunch of like random like old one direction taylor swift whoever the hell else maybe some selena gomez 
whatever. Yes. Throw me some What's slime that song by Selena? It's the... Oh, I'm trying to remember. It's like Selena Gomez's first song. Oh, God. The one about, like, radio or something like no, that. I don't know what you're talking about, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't remember the name of it, but that would be a good one. Um, I'm rooting for you. I want you to do it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I think One Direction-wise, I'll do Rock Me. Do you know that yes. song? Yeah, I think that, that would be a good slime one. <laughs> like, I'm just going to be sitting here anxiously being like, I hope Austin sends me some good slam dorky songs. I, de- I, I definitely will. Okay, this, this will be like a... This is your new a, project. A dual, this is my new project. One Direction and Taylor Swift slam versions. And I think if you got the time, we, let's give, uh, give the listeners a taste of One Direction Rock Me uh, slam version. I'm in. <laughs> okay. This is Rock Me by One Direction, slam version. Start out with with a little Harry, you know. Harry leads us in with this verse. Do you remember Summer 09? I want to go back there every night. I just can't lie. It was the best time of my life. Lying on the beach as the sun blew out. Playing this guitar by the fire too loud. Oh my... They can never shut us down. I used to think that I was better alone. Why did I ever want to let you go? Under the moonlight, as we stared at the sea, the words you whispered, I will always believe. I want you to rock me. (laughs) Rock me. Rock me. (laughs) I want you to rock me. Rock me. Rock me. (laughs) I want you to hit the pedal. Heavy metal. Show you, show me you care. I want you to rock me. Thank you. <laughs> that is so fantastic. That is, uh, that's the One Direction one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to get drunk one of these nights and I'll send you all these and it'll be just super grand. I love it. All right. Okay. I think this is a great way to end the show. <laughs> I think so too. Thank you so much for having me. This has really brightened my day and it's been the, the best part of my day so far. And now I'm ready to uh, have a cup of coffee and just, just chill. All right, that was the always amazing Austin Davis. Gotta love him. He's always up for anything. Definitely check out Lotus and the Apocalypse from Outcast Press. If you want to get to know Austin more, take a look at his website that will be listed in the show notes. Or check out his Instagram at AustinWDavis1. Or his Twitter at Austin underscore Davis17. As always, if you want to get to know us more, find Textual Healing on Twitter at PodHealing and take a look at our website, textualpodcast.com. If you would like to help us out, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Check out past episodes and keep a lookout for the new ones to come every other Saturday. This is Mallory Smart. Thank you for listening to the show.